Welcome to the Happy Menopause Podcast with me, Jackie Lynch, nutritionist and founder of the Well, Well, Well Nutrition Clinic, where I specialise in women's health and the menopause. There are multiple ways that diet and lifestyle can support you through the challenges of midlife. And my latest book, The Happy Menopause, Smart Nutrition to Help You Flourish, is packed with all my best nutritional advice to help you tailor your diet to your menopause symptoms. Join me and my expert guests on a journey through midlife in this podcast and find out how you can have a healthy and happy menopause. Today we're going to be talking about vaginas, vulvas, sex and sex toys, because we can. As young people, we all tend to assume that older people don't have sex. But we know better, don't we, my friends? It may be more complicated for us for a variety of reasons, but women in mid and later life are still sexual beings, and we have every right to enjoy our intimate life just as much as we did when we were younger. But we all know that there can be obstacles to this, such as dryness, pain, recurrent infections, and loss of libido. So my guest today is here to help with all of that, because there's nothing she doesn't know about how to manage all these pesky issues that get in the way of a happy and fulfilling sex life. But first, I'd like to give a quick shout out to my sponsor, Better You, who make it possible for me to produce this podcast. We need optimum levels of vitamin D to absorb the calcium, which keeps our bones strong and healthy. And that's why a supplement really is a non-negotiable for women in midlife. Vitamin D also plays a key role in supporting immune function, protecting against infection, and it can influence our mood and mental health too. I'm a big fan of the Better You Vitamin D Oral Sprays, which include products suitable for all the family that are very simple to use and with a delicious peppermint flavour. Discover their full range of vitamin and mineral sprays and their wonderfully calming magnesium products, which come as lotions, bath salts and skin sprays by visiting betteryou.com forward slash THM, where listeners can get 20% off at checkout using the code THM, subject to terms and conditions. So that's B-E-T-T-E-R-Y-O-U dot com forward slash T-H-M plus the discount code T-H-M, which stands for the happy menopause. Nice and easy to remember. And so on to today's episode. I'm delighted to introduce you to the brilliant sexpert, Samantha Evans. She has a background in nursing, so she knows all the nitty gritty about our intimate areas. And she's the founder of Joe Divine, an online sex toy company designed to support people to enjoy sexual intimacy and pleasure by using skin-safe products and irritant-free lubricants and moisturizers. We're going to discuss everything from how to manage UTIs and thrush to why and how to use a sex toy to maximize your pleasure. Nothing's off the table with Sam, and it's a wild ride of a conversation. So get your notebooks ready, buckle in, and let's hear what she's got to say. Welcome to the Happy Menopause, Sam. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a great pleasure. I am very much looking forward to hearing what you've got to say. And (laughs) I'd like to start out with your story because I know it's an interesting one. So tell us about it. How did it lead to where you are today? Okay, so my background's nursing and my husband and I, Paul, set up Jodie Vine in 2007. His background's banking, IT. Okay. 
But we decided, you know, we thought, why aren't there sex toy parties for couples? And then we started to look and see that there were some really lovely high-end products coming to market. And it slowly grew from there. But as I said, my background is nursing. And I didn't set up the company because I was a nurse. But having been a nurse, it's really helped with creating a massive resource on the website and also working with healthcare professionals in the NHS to talk about sexual health and pleasure. Yeah, for sure. It gives you that credibility, I think. Did you always want to be a nurse? No, I always wanted to be a teacher. Oh. I didn't do very well in my O-levels. So <laughs> my dad signed me up for a pre-nursing course with A-levels at the local college and I loved it. And one morning a week, you used to go off to a hospital, psychiatric hospital, which was the old workhouse in where I lived. Um, quite a scary place. Um, um, geriatric hospital and the general hospital. Um, and I did A-levels as well. There was It was a very small group of people. And the idea was if I did well in my A-levels and I could go and do teach training, or, you know, if I wanted to do the nursing, I could. And I really liked the nursing. So, you know, it was a great experience. And, yeah, lots of fun. Offered a cup of tea to a dead body when I was 16. So don't... <laughs> <laughs> I remember one lady going, I don't think she's going to want a cup of tea, love. <laughs> oh, well, you know, you live and learn, don't you? That must have been a bit of a shock at that age. It was a bit of a shock at 16, yeah. <laughs> Would you like a cup of tea? Oh, no, thanks. Maybe not, yes, yes. I used to, when I was in the sixth form, my mum was a nurse uh, she was a sister at our local hospital and she got me a job as a cleaner on one of the wards. And I worked in the kitchen on the ward. So I'd prepare the breakfast and take the coffee trolley around and do all that stuff. And I remember always being terribly nervous for a couple of very elderly people. Or it was an orthopedic ward on the Saturday. And whenever I rattled in with my trolley and they were asleep, I, I, my heart would stop because I'd just be thinking, <laughs> Hope you're not dead. Uh, please don't be dead. <laughs> But, you know, I loved it. And then I went off to Cardiff and did my training there. I had an incredible nurse training. It was one of the best, I think, compared to other people who've trained all around the country. You know, and now today I can still use it because I love that part of the work that I do. Did you go into a particular area of nursing? I did. Once I qualified, I'd worked on the renal ward in my nurse training. And then I specialised in renal at St. Thomas's, worked in the renal unit at Dulwich, went back to St. Thomas's on the renal ward. And then actually, after several years, I moved into occupational health. And I trained in the occupational health department at Guy's in St. Thomas's. They funded my degree. Um, So I love health promotion. Yeah. So what sort of things were you doing in that then? So basically, you're looking after, obviously, all the staff working for guys in St. Thomas's. We also looked after the House of Commons, the Foreign Office, the London Ambulance Service. We also had private contracts like uh, the Prudential. But yeah, that's my love of health promotion is the fact is we can prevent so much stuff from actually happening or, you know, sort of alleviate symptoms and just educating people about their bodies. You know, so this is really important. You mentioned that obviously you you and your husband sort of had this moment of thinking, well, why isn't there anything for couples? Was there a particular trigger that made you be asking those questions? No, Paul was working in banking in IT. I was looking after the children. We've got three children. Getting a bit bored. I'd look to go back to nursing. They make it so difficult. You have to read do retraining you know with people who've been out of it for 20 years and I'd not been out of it for that many years and I'd also was had you know retrained as well 
And then he was thinking, oh, I have to use a poor tax allowance. So he was really <laughs> But actually, it was him. He came across something called passion parties in America. They were for couples. And he said, oh, we don't do those here. We do Anne Summers parties. Started to look into it, bought some of the really nice toys that were starting to come to market um, and thought, oh, and we didn't have a website for the first year. We advertised in women's magazines, Woman and Home, Good Housekeeping, Yours. So you've got a certain demographic, a woman in particular, and, you know, and obviously some of them were buying the products to help them with health issues, but obviously some were buying them because we persuaded them in the advert. So what would go on at these parties? It was actually just informing people and educating them about sex toys. So, and then, you know, after a year, somebody said to Paul, you know, he was still working in his job and he said, why don't you set up a website? Never done it before. So he's the brains behind (laughs) the business and I'm the mouthpiece. So So that was back in when did you say? 2007. Yeah, well, gosh, that's quite a long time ago now. Mm -hmm. So why did you call it Joe Devine? That was um, just a coincidence. We were um, away for the weekend in Suffolk in um, a pub and having a few beers and we're just sort of throwing out names Paul had googled to see what was available and we were thinking of a name you know like it's Joe Malone and Summers they're all made up names and we just thought we wanted to give it a name actually. Right okay sort of make it feel a bit more personal. Yeah and I think divine came from divine chocolate. <laughs> I'm sure it did. <laughs> well that's and always Joe, going to be a good inspiration. Joe's a very generic name isn't it you can be male or female so yeah, even though obviously ours hasn't got an e on the end of it. So. Yeah yeah oh okay okay so how did it all go? Yeah, it went really well, actually. It was hard work. We only sourced products from um, high-end, you know, reputable retailers. So there was um, Fun Factory and Lalo. Lalo are a Swedish country. Fun Factory are German. The S Organic Lubricant Company, they had sort of launched products a couple of years later. And it was really important to us that we actually only sold skin-safe products made from skin-safe materials and the irritant-free ingredients. And it was actually through using our products that I realised that all my sexual health issues had been caused by using the well-known lubricant brands, which all contain irritating ingredients. So setting up Josie Vine improved our sex life and my sexual health. (laughs) So what sort of problems were you having? So basically, I met Paul when I was 23. I went on the pill. The pill causes vaginal dryness. So he went out and bought the well-known brands, still widely available. Um, and I started getting infections, thrush, bacterial vaginosis, the fishy smelling discharge, urinary tract infections, cystitis. And I was working in renal. So I kept thinking, oh, my God, I'm going into renal failure. But also, every time we had sex, I'd be thinking, am I going to be up all night on the loo with cystitis? Am I going to be itching on the wall tomorrow with thrush? That in turn led to vaginismus. That's where your vagina, your pelvic floor muscles constrict, mm. involuntary constrict, and, and basically that makes penetration feel painful or not possible. I'd never heard of vaginismus. I got a diagnosis at 30. No one, I never knew about any of this during my nurse training. I got offered stress management, but then we moved to New York and never followed it up. But not one doctor asked me about even what was I washing my knickers with? What what was I washing myself with? Right. You know, what sort of sex play? What was I using? And at that time, you couldn't get canniston over the counter. So you had to go and get a prescription. So I was having, you know, pres- antibiotics, canniston. Not one doctor asked me about my sex life. I'm very angry to this day because the vaginismus, it, the whole thing, the infections and the vaginismus continued for nearly 20 years. And that light bulb moment when you use... We were using yes oil based lubricant, and I remember saying to Paul, "Wow, 
that felt nice. But also a few days later saying, I haven't had any irritation. I haven't had any itching. Don't get me wrong. I've had infections, obviously, throughout that period. But as I hit menopause, I got a couple of more infections. But for me, vaginal estrogen has really helped those. Um, But yeah, and I'm, this is why I do what I do, because I'm really passionate about ingredients. You know, I've always sort of check skincare ingredients because I've got sensitive skin. Think about the food you eat. So why on earth are we not checking the ingredients in the products that we're using intimately? Yeah, I mean, that's a very personal story. And and I think must have been incredibly hard because it sounds as if that went on for some years and must have inevitably had an impact on on your relationship and your your intimate life, even though your husband sounds incredibly sort of understanding and supportive. It is. And it's very lonely because I didn't tell him. So I was, I, I was enduring painful sex. I was just waiting for the sex to stop and thinking, oh, just get on gosh. with it. Um, and actually, you feel broken. The women I advise now who've got vaginismus or vaginal pain issues, you know, they do feel lonely. They are lonely. They feel broken. They feel that there's nothing they can do. Mm-hmm. And it really impacts upon you. The way in which you feel about your body, you disconnect from your pelvis. I know that's what I did. I got it was a love hate relationship with my vagina. You know, sometimes I think I can you can have great sex, and then just like oh, another infection. You know, there's nothing worse. It's not just about not having sex. It's about the fact that you're up on the toilet all night peeing. You can't sit down. You can't wear your favourite jeans. Yeah. You know, yeah. some women, you know, can't do their hobbies: horse ride, cycle. You know, swimming. I kind of avoid going in chlorinated water. You know, it was and swimming I loved, and it's all those things and. Paul was upset when I told him, but obviously we've worked together and he is an incredible partner. I'm very, very lucky. You think you're on your own and actually it's far more common vaginismus than people. It's underreported, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and often people are told, oh, use a bit of KY and have a glass of wine to relax. People are told that for a lot of <laughs> painful <laughs> sex issues and it's dreadful. It's, you know, I was actually advised that after I'd had my children by my GP. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so little understanding over the issues there. And I think the fact that originally your GP didn't ask those questions was just simply because right. there wasn't there wasn't the knowledge. But I mean, why is vaginal health important? You know, what happens if we don't look after our intimate areas, whether we're going through menopause or indeed earlier for that matter? Yeah, this I mean, our customer base is 18 to 93. So mm. whatever your age is, but you should be looking after your intimate health. And um, basically, you know, because the changes that happen to the vagina, obviously through your menstrual cycle as well, you know, you might find that you feel a little bit drier at certain parts times of the month you know you then might find that you have more lubrication there are um things that impact upon your natural lubrication that help your vagina and your vulva stay happy and healthy help to maintain the friendly bacteria that yeah. protect it from infections um and, you know and things like you know the oral contraceptive pillars i've mentioned breastfeeding i don't know why women aren't told to use a good lube if they're breastfeeding you know obviously cancer treatments menopause but also sexual side effects to medication you know antihistamines they dry up secretions including your vaginal lubrication so if you've got hay fever and i use an antihistamine from one of my menopausal symptoms which is itchy skin and you know people aren't actually advised that antidepressants you know there are some cardiac medications people actually don't realise that these are affecting their natural lubrication and they feel dry and they think there's something wrong with their body. Mm. And also there's this assumption as soon as you're touched, you should be instantly wet. And actually we know that's not the case. And that's sort of this myth that still perpetuates, you know, between couples. And then women think, I've had women, leading business women sort of saying to me, this vaginal dryness, 
what is it? You know, they, they've never experienced it before. And of course, what's the first thing they do? They go and pick up something off the shelf in the supermarket or the chemist. You know, no thought, oh, well, it's their doctor's, it's doctor recommended, it should be fine. And often... Well, that's it. And they're buying it from shops that are trusted family brands. Yeah. So mm. why would you think it, it wasn't good? Mm. So let's look sort of specifically at the practical steps we can take to sort of avoid issues around dryness, pain, infections. Mm. Um, starting with, uh, you've mentioned lube a few times. So what's the difference between a lubricant and a, a vaginal moisturiser? So a vaginal moisturiser is designed to last longer. And obviously a lubricant is for sex play. But actually some, uh, we sell Sutil, which actually can be used to moisturise too. It has hyaluronic acid in it, which is an ingredient in a lot of skincare products. And that's sort of your first place to look at, you know, helping vaginal dryness. But it is really good to actually look to see what is causing it. Obviously, we know obviously cancer treatments can impact it. The menopause because of changing estrogen levels in the vagina and vulva, um, you know, breastfeeding, as I've mentioned, there can be reasons as to why. And obviously some people, you know, they dry because they're not aroused. You know, they haven't had enough, you know, play to actually get them aroused. Um, look at the reasons, but also all the intimate hygiene products out there. They, what are you washing yourself with? Your bubble bath, you know, shower gel, bath bombs. I call them thrush bombs. Oh. You know, scented menstrual products, perfume, condoms. You know, jelly sex toys. There are things out there that actually will cause your vaginal dryness. So actually, you need to eliminate those things too. Mm. The problem is when people have vaginal dryness, they'll reach for a wash to help it, but that wash contains ingredients which will exacerbate the vaginal dryness and probably cause infection yeah. too. So it's a real vicious um, circle. It is. And that's the circle I got into, you know, mm. so basically use the well-known lube, got thrush, bought a wash, <laughs> took my caniston, you know, it, it may have helped for a few days, went back to using the lube, and then got, got thrush yeah. again. You know? yeah. So yeah. it's this vicious circle. So what are so you I looking think- for in a, in a moisturiser? In a moisturiser and lubricant, want to avoid these ingredients. So you want to avoid glycerin. It's a sugar. It creates a sugary environment inside the vagina and that encourages thrush to thrive. It's a well-known vaginal irritant. It makes a lube feel very sticky and that's neither sexy nor pleasurable. (laughs) You've got propylene glycol. So that's a well-known vaginal irritant. And that's often the ingredient that will cause stinging when you first put a lube on. And that puts couples off from using the lube. So then they don't use any because they think all lubes are the same. You've got parabens, you know, they're weak, they're preservatives in a lot of these products, but they are weak hormone disruptors, but they're also irritants. So you don't want to put that inside the most sensitive part of your body. No. Dyes, because no one needs a bright pink vulva. And again, it's an irritant. <laughs> Certainly not. You've got perfumes and flavourings. Some people love flavoured leaves, but I always say, well, wash it off if you're going to have penetrative sex, if you like it for oral sex. You know, there are some that have got natural flavourings, but again, it's still sugary you know and that potentially can cause thrush and also you know they are irritants you've got alcohol which again we know is not good to be used internally inside the vagina brands now will use different descriptions for the ingredients so i always say to people google it if you don't know what that ingredient is google it you'll probably find it's glycerin propylene glycol it's a dye it it's something that doesn't belong inside your vagina or on your vulva Mm. so those are things to avoid when we you know, we sell the yes products. I said yes oil, they saved our sex life and my intimate health. But the Sutil products too, because they contain botanical and organic ingredients. So can I just check, because um, you said that really quickly, you said yes oh, is one yes. of the brands. And what was mm-hmm. the other brand? 
Suteal. Suteal. Okay, great. So we're, we're, we're the UK retailer of Suteal. Mm-hmm. But as I said, the ingredients, we know they're good for your intimate health. They're, they're not going to cause irritation. Don't get me wrong. Some people might find they do. And I always say to people, I'm not preaching. I'm actually just saying to people, there are better products out there for you. And if you are somebody who's experiencing issues, then look for the better products. There are people out there with cast iron vaginas <laughs> and they could use anything. Yeah. Or they don't need to use lube and they're never going to get an infection. And I wish I was one of them, but <laughs> no, I'm not. You know, I always say to people, if you're using a product, pop a little bit on the external labia, the lips, just see how you go. Obviously, anything that stings, itches, burns, wash it off, you know. So, but I always say to people, before you buy something or before your doctor prescribes you something, always check what the ingredients are um, before you start slathering it on <laughs> and yeah. using it at the most intimate time when you think, oh, gosh, my vulva is burning. You know, that's not that's, that's going to really not a good sign. No, I'm sure, <laughs> sure the listeners will, will work that one out. Yeah. And I think it's worth saying that certainly here in the UK, um, for, for certain women, depending on your situation, you can get on prescription vaginal moisturisers like Yes!, so it is yeah. really worth having that conversation with your doctor. Yeah. I've dedicated a whole episode to vaginal estrogen elsewhere, but let's just give us a couple of sentences on the role of vaginal estrogen. Okay, so vaginal estrogen comes in different formulations, pessaries, creams, ring pessaries. And what it's doing, it's replacing the estrogen that's disappearing from your whole genitourinary system, your vulva, your vagina, your bladder and your urethra. And that helps to prevent those infections thrush bacterial vaginosis, UTI, cystitis. It keeps everything happy and healthy. It keeps the vagina um, flexible. It promotes your own natural lubrication and it helps with sensation too. So, and it makes sex feel more pleasurable too. And it enables people to have pelvic examinations, you know, when they need to have them too, because the vagina tightens, the skin gets, it shrinks like the skin on our face, you know, on our body, it ages. And also with that depleting estrogen, that's what happens. And then you get vaginal tightness that makes sex feel painful. You get sore skin, you get irritation and itching and those bladder issues too, as I've talked about. Yeah. I mean, vaginal estrogen is something really important. And I think it's also worth pointing out that it's not the same as HRT. People might think, well, I don't want to take HRT, but this isn't HRT. This is topical vaginal estrogen and uh, recently um, an oncologist and sex specialist did say to me Dr McClare McCauley that one estrogen tablet is the equivalent of a year's worth of topical vaginal estrogen that is how tiny the dose is that we're talking about and it can make a, a, a absolute appreciable difference to issues around urinary tract infections thrush dryness soreness painful sex and The great thing is that it means it keeps your vagina in great shape, not just sort of through those menopause years, but right through for as long as you live, basically, Mm -hmm. uh, whether or not you're sexually active. Because as you quite rightly pointed out, even if you're not having sex, your vagina can cause you a lot of grief. Mm, yeah, definitely. You know, and for me, I use a pessary three times a week. And as you said, using the pessary twice a week is the same as one HRT tablet a year. The dose is minuscule and it's only absorbed locally into the tissues of the vulva and vagina, bladder and mm. urethra. Initially, when you start, yes, a little bit goes into the bloodstream, but it is not. I don't consider it HRT. Um, and a lot of women use it and they don't use HRT. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Let's talk sex toys. 
You mentioned them earlier, and some women might be thinking, oh, yes, you know, we have a, a drawful. And other women might be thinking, oh, never done anything like that. So are they really only for the adventurous, or, or is there a place for them in, in every woman's bedside cabinet? How can they help? I personally think that everybody should own one if they want to own one. Because basically, they promote sexual sensations that you can't achieve with solo pleasure or with a partner unless your partner's fingers vibrate or your fingers vibrate (laughs) and but it's not just vibrations it's you know there are toys that suck and you know thrust there are so many and you know move like fingers and lick there are so many different sensations but it's also a way of getting in touch with your own body and what works for you and sexual pleasure for you if you're somebody who struggles to orgasm during penetrative sex and we know that a lot of people do because they're not getting the sufficient amount of clitoral stimulation grabbing a little bullet vibrator you know which is the size of your little finger and using that on your clitoris you know, can really help you. But also they're fun to play together with a partner. You know, not everybody has penetrative sex and not everybody is able to have penetrative sex. So it means that couples can still remain intimate, even if they can no longer have penetrative sex. Well, that's not the sex play that they enjoy anyway. And also vibrators promote the blood flow to the tissues of the vulva and the vagina. In turn, that promotes your natural lubrication, that promotes the flexibility, promotes sensation. So often, often in menopause and post-cancer treatments, you can lose sensation. And as we get older, we have decreased sensation. So you may be struggling to orgasm. It may be taking you a bit longer. And over time, things change. What used to work for me years ago no longer works now. So then you try different things. And they're fun. It's fun to use. You can have a giggle because sex is meant to be pleasurable and fun if it's on your own or with a partner. So, yeah, you know, absolutely. And also our toys are recommended in the NHS by healthcare professionals because wow, that's a big thumbs just, up. You know, we have a little health brochure. We created it with healthcare professionals at our local hospitals. It's got sex toys, in it, slim sex toys, clitoral stimulators, the lubes. Um, dilators and it's a great way for them to open the conversation with patients to normalize the conversation around sexual health and pleasure and saying well actually you're having a problem with vaginal tightness or you've been through cancer treatment have you thought about using a slim sex toy and they'll often have one on their desk and they can actually then show it to the patient but they'll know if their patient is interested Mm. and actually some patients say it's sort of relief to think well, I was going to ask the question, but you've actually asked me that now. Healthcare professionals are rubbish at talking about sex because it's not part of training Mm -hmm. and they don't feel it's their job. You know, so what I do, I go in and give talks to healthcare professionals and do it online and I train them and I show them what, well, this is how you can use this toy and just how they can actually have that conversation. And they know then they can signpost people to me and Jodie Vine because we've got hundreds of articles on the website too. Um, so that their patients, it's sort of, you know, because the NHS, they don't have time or the money or the resources to do all this. So actually, we're helping the NHS. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things that really has forcibly struck me in the last few years as I've been working in more detail in, in menopause areas is the fact that a lot of us aren't really very good at knowing how our body works, yeah. particularly knowing about what's going on, quote, down below. Mm. We often don't even call it the, the vulva, the vagina. Mm. The, you know, we don't know where stuff is. We don't know quite how to sort it all out, what we should be doing. So it's easy to ignore. But if anyone's listening and thinking, well, do you know, that sounds really good, but I don't know where to start. And I wouldn't know which was the right thing to order, even mm. if I 
did dare do it, what should they do? Contact us. So basically, I give a lot of advice on the phone, by email, by DM. I have an Instagram account called Sam Talk Sex. I do lots of little videos on there, giving people practical advice. We have articles on the website, how to use your lube, how to use your vaginal moisturiser, choosing your first sex toys. There's a whole article called Sex Myths in the Menopause I wrote after being on the program mm. sex myths and the menopause with davina mccall and so i've covered everything obviously because we literally were on tv for screen for five minutes and that's actually, longer than most people get most people get about 30 <laughs> seconds yeah most people wouldn't be showing sex stories and leave with a <laughs> that indeed is true you're unusual <laughs> on all counts <laughs> yeah but you know i would rather people contact me and no question is stupid and i think this is the thing if you don't know how to use a product i have people saying well how do i use my lube how do i get it up inside me and you know we have a lube tube that you can fill up and you know squirt it up inside but all use your toy and for me it's actually breaking it down and not assuming people's knowledge and education you know about sexual health and pleasure and about their own bodies yeah. because people's sex education is poor and continues to be poor you know my sex ed was non-existent when I was at school and even in my nurse training we didn't have ever ever talk about anything like this so and I always say to people you don't have to go and buy the biggest thing on the website please start small (laughs) you know something inexpensive and that's where a lot of people start I mean some people like certain ranges of toys and they'll buy you know work their way up and they'll buy every toy in that range but I want people to buy a toy that I know they're going to be able to use because people will phone up and say, oh, I want to buy this. And you say, well, have you ever used a toy before? And it's our biggest toy. No, and I haven't had sex for 30 years. Right, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Guide them and say, actually, this toy is very big. And actually, I would say start here because I always want somebody to be happy with their product and know that it's actually going to work for them. Yeah. And sometimes we may not have a toy that they're looking for because I'm not quite sure what they're looking for. Because a lot of people say, can you recommend something? Can you go, well, I actually can't because you actually haven't provided enough information for me to to be able to guide you. Which is why talking to people is, you know, is really good because yeah. then you can actually talk to them on the phone while they've got the website up. Yeah, yeah, that sounds very practical and good. Now, you've mentioned your husband a few times, and I have to say he sounds incredibly supportive. So what advice do you think he'd give other men in supporting their partners through the challenges you've described? I think the first thing he would say, and he gives a lot of advice to women on the phone, is lubricants, because the lubricants for him as well, they've transformed his intimate health. And that's the thing. He knows no lube, no sex, but it's got to be a really good lubricant. And also he looks back because he had issues and he thinks now that it could have been the ingredients in the lubricants we were using. So he's often advising women, but obviously a lot of men too. And talking to partners I think that's the most important and also we advise a lot of women buying a sex toy because their partner has erectile difficulties and we say well we actually have products that can help your partner to get or to sustain an erection and Paul gives a lot of advice to men about the products that are created for to help with erectile function so he advises a lot of women on the phone he's been told he's got a lovely phone manner that's what he would say when we go to events. We're always giving out lube samples. And, you know, if we see friends and we've always got lube samples on us. So I think for him saying to other men, there are things that you can do. You need to listen to your partner, take the focus off penetrative sex, just play together. You know, yeah. and it's not just about the physical act of sex. Kiss cuddle. Because often when penetrative sex or sex feels painful or uncomfortable, 
couples then stop kissing and cuddling and they lose that intimate connection. Yeah, yeah, and that's incredibly sad. Mm. Mm. So what advice have you got for women who are single or no longer sexually active? Masturbate. (laughs) Masturbation is so good for you because obviously, you know, it feels good. It's something that obviously you can do on your own. You can use fingers, toys, material, ribbon, whatever you're doing, whatever way you find it pleasurable. It's a way of getting in touch with your body. It promotes that natural lubrication. It keeps your vagina happy and healthy, produces those feel-good endorphins that keep you happy, boosts your mood. It boosts your immunity. Um, it helps you sleep. We know a lot of our customers will keep their toy in the bedside drawer and, you know, and use it to help them drift off to sleep. And I just think it, it it's really important because we advise a lot of people who no longer have a partner. They they may be divorced or widowed and they're missing that physical intimacy and yeah. that physical touch. So let's face it, a sex toy is never going to replace your lovely partner, but it can actually help in some way. Yeah, and let's not forget that the actual physical rush of the orgasm, the, the rush of blood to the vaginal tissues is incredibly good for the tissues because, you know, if they are struggling with, with dryness and soreness, that yeah. rush of blood, you know, it gets nutrients, it gets oxygen, it gets stuff to the vagina. The the wonderful Christine Bird, the pelvic health physio, has said to me more than once that she would put orgasms on prescription if she could. <laughs> Well, that's why our health brochures given out by healthcare professionals in the NHS. This is effectively what they're saying to their patients. It's really important that you masturbate. Actually, get yourself a simple sex toy. I've got one doctor and she loves it. She said when someone comes back and go, hey, doc, I bought a sex toy. Wow, it does what you said. You know, and they're far happier and they're enjoying sexual pleasure. And she loves it. She said it's the best part of her job. And we (laughs) deserve it. You know, that's the thing. We 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 deserve to have the best of everything and and you know for the vagina the vulva the sex it's just no exception now where can people find out more about you and the work that you do at joe divine okay so it's joedivine.com that's our website where you can get the products but there are hundreds of articles on the blog with advice tips and product recommendations just to say that a lot of people, their internet provider puts in adult filters in place automatically. So it means that you can't get on our website. So you can actually remove those yourself or ask your, your provider to remove them. And if you know what you want, then you can actually um, give us a call. We have a little brochure that we can send out to you too. You can give us a call. It's not the health brochure. It's the Joe Divine catalogue that goes out with every order. So that's the website. You can find me on Instagram. I'm Sam Talk Sex on Instagram and Twitter. I'm not so active on Twitter anymore, but Instagram very much so. And I do respond to people if you DM me, um, but I often say email me if you can. And we are joe.divine on Instagram and joedivineuk on Twitter. We do have okay. a Facebook page too. Well, I'll be sure to put links to all of those in the show notes so everyone can find you easily. Now, you did mention to me that you might be giving a little discount code to my listeners. Oh, yes, definitely. So we've got a time-limited 10% discount code. It's for a month, and it's called Happy Menno. <laughs> so it's on full-price products, not including post and packing, and it's a minimum spend of £5. Okay, well, that sounds fabulous. Happy Menno, everybody. That's bang-on brand for me. <laughs> Thank you very much. And again, I'll pop that in the show notes. Now, we're out of time, so let's just wrap up with your top two tips for women in midlife who are struggling with sex or vaginal issues. What would you say? My top tip is always check the ingredients on any product that you're using intimately. 
that's the first thing to do. Yeah. Basically, communication, talk to partners. And I just briefly, I just want to say hashtag never too old. Our oldest customer is 93. So you're never wow. too old to enjoy good Yay sexual health and sexual pleasure. Yeah, yay for that. And I remember as a young person thinking it couldn't possibly be that older people are having sex. So <laughs> oh, gosh, it, is, <laughs> it is great to know that in your 90s that you can still be at it. Brilliant. Thanks so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me, Jackie. It's been brilliant. Well, I really hope you found that useful. What I love about Sam is that she completely normalises what's a sensitive subject for many of us. And she's so practical and supportive with her advice. If you'd like to find out more about Sam and the work that she does at Joe Devine, or follow her on social media, I've put all the relevant links on the show notes, along with details of the Happy Menno 10% discount she offered. You can find these on the podcast page of my website, well-well-well.co.uk. And if you check out my book, The Happy Menopause, you'll find a whole chapter on nutrition to support libido, and another on dealing with vaginal dryness so you can make sure that you're getting the optimal vagina-friendly diet. It's available in all the usual places. If you've enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And please give it a five-star rating and a short review on Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you listen on. I'd be so grateful. And do tell your friends and family about it too. It really does make a huge difference to the visibility of the podcast so that more women can find the show. After all, every woman deserves to have a happy menopause. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.